0: You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Duma on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back. Big Show Hour 4, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Wet basement. We have a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They're all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. And we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, we're going to talk a little Ottawa Senators. I find these this team to be one of the more intriguing teams heading into the 2023-2024 season. They feel like they're on the up and up. And uh, who other is better to talk to than Murray Pam covering the Senators from for FullPressHockey.com. Murray, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, Tuesday morning. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, great. It's a little chilly this morning. It's uh, perfect uh, timing for hockey.
0: season. It is. It is the fall. Fall weather is here for sure. Uh, Yeah, man. uh, Started 2-0. Two wins over the Leafs here in the preseason. Uh, Last night saw the first uh, game action for Vlad Tarasenko as a new Ottawa senator. Played on the left side with a a couple of the Senators' younger uh, talents in uh, Ridley Grieg and uh, Drake Batherson. How did he look out there? Ah, he he looked okay.
1: He looked like his uh, old self. Uh, well, not as much as his old self in St. Louis, but I guess his, you know, it's his first game out on the ice uh, in, uh, in a senator's uniform, so it was to be expected, and uh, he was actually playing the left side, and that's something yeah. that uh, DJ Smith is going to try with, with him, and we'll maybe get to the deal of it later. But uh, Tarasenko is a left shot, and he's only uh, in his career, has played the right side and he prefers the right, right side. And he's actually said that in uh when he signed his contract mm-hmm. and he also said that uh on the weekend that he definitely does prefer the right side, but he's you know obviously he's open to, to, to you know playing some shifts on the left just to see how it goes and I think uh he did okay. He picked up an assist on the power mm-hmm. play playing mm-hmm. on on the left side and uh I guess, I think what the plan is for him and Drake Patterson to flip uh throughout the preseason and uh Drake Patterson will probably play the next game on the left side and I will go back to the right. So it's you know and uh actually the wording from the DJ Smith last week uh was trial by error. Mm-hmm. We're see how so we see how things go and and uh, obviously there's a shortage on the left side so someone has to play the left side.
0: What were the expectations for, for Vlad? I mean, I think, you know, healthy and, you know, with the right people, he could still be a a 30 goal guy in this league. Is, is is he expected to kind of pick up? like, obviously he's not obviously to be the, the exact same goal uh, getter that, that Alex to was, but is is there expectations that he can be like a a 30 to 35 goal guy uh, when healthy on this team?
1: Uh, Yeah, I believe that is the expectation. Uh, 30 is definitely not out of the question. And actually, after his shoulder shoulder surgeries, uh, I, I don't know if a lot of fans realize, um, but he was obviously, he was thought to go maybe to Seattle in that expansion yeah. draft, but he played that season back in St. Louis, and he had the most points of his career, actually, in that season. <laughs> so his shoulder problems are, are uh, apparently, they're long gone. Obviously, he's, he is getting a little bit older, but uh, at 30 to 35 season as you say is is not out of the question and it's to be expected i mean he's going to see uh first unit power play time mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be you know he might take a few shifts on he's going to he's playing in the top six so he's going to get plenty of ice time whether he's on the first line something in for maybe a cogeru or, or just playing the second line he's going to get a lot of ice time he's he's going to get a lot of looks and uh I, like i said 30, 30 to 35 is is definitely mm-hmm. it the expectation did,
0: did he say anything? Like, I know he was offered a, a longer-term deal from the Senators uh, at the start of free agency, he turned them down, and he turned down offers from the Panthers, the Hurricanes, uh, two contenders, uh, seemingly contenders in the Eastern Conference, as well as the San Jose Sharks. Was there, did he give a reason why he came back to Ottawa on the one year?
1: Uh, he did not, but he did say his preference was to play the one year okay. and, and to see how it goes. Um, yeah, there were, uh, I know when we first met met uh, Vlad uh, this summer on a call, it, w- it was us, but he kind of, st- you know, straight away from it and he just said, I'm in Ottawa guaranteed for one year. Mm-hmm. And basically, we'll see how it all plays out. So I'm not even sure if he's expecting to be here another year. I know obviously Jake Sanderson signed for eight years, the cap's going yeah. up. Yeah. But Jake Sanderson's money's going to eat a lot of that. So there's there's going to be, you know, <laughs> right now he, he's here for the year. He's here and for this year. Uh, obviously, Exactly. Yeah. You may not it depends on the cap space for the following year. But for if he sure. wants another multi year deal at uh, five million dollars a year, it may be hard pressed mm-hmm. to
0: get that in Ottawa. Yeah, it totally makes sense with the young guys getting paid, uh getting yeah. getting all their deals now. Uh Tim Stutzel, one of those young guys, uh one of my favorite players to watch in this league. I think uh we're only unearthing how good he can actually be. Uh, you know, a thirty two point leap from his sophomore year to this past season, thirty nine goals. Uh you know, like it, can he be? You know, for in the fourth year, his countrymate Leon Drysaddle hit fifty. And I know he had Connor McDavid playing with him for a, a good chunk of those. But you know, is 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 fifty goals out? Not out of the possibility for for Tim two Tim Stutzler this year.
1: Well, uh, they're calling him Timmy Super Superstar around here in Ottawa. <laughs> so Maybe Superstar, uh, Timmy Superstar. Yeah, it's, uh, fifty goals. That's a high expectation. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirty nine last year. You, yeah, I know. If you ask him himself. He he's all about the team, but yeah. deep down I know he he he's a competitor and I know deep down he probably wants to hit that fifty goal fifty goal mark. Um one thing he mentioned uh this, uh out of the summer is he, he was working on a shot. <laughs> it's just, oh boy. He worked on a shot all yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure if you saw any uh clips from uh game one on uh Sunday here against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um he scored he scored a pair of goals in that game. I yep. Uh, the second one was a snipe just under the bar, from probably about 80 feet out, and uh, the, the first one was probably about another 50, 50, 60 feet out at the top of the faceoff circle, both on wristers. And uh, he's been working on the shot, especially that second goal that he scored, to put uh, Ottawa up three to two. Um, yeah, the sky, the sky is the limit uh, for Tim, and 50 like it's, it's, it's a large number, mm-hmm. but. If anyone can do it, he can because he's uh, he's put in the work. That's for sure. Yes,
0: for sure. Uh, I loved uh, I loved the one of the signings they made in the off season was Jonas Corposalo. I mean, it's not it's not a boat of a deal four million five years, but you know it it, it shores up a crease. You know, you're getting Anton Forsberg back, who you know came uh, coming off of an injury last year. Is this like a, a really good sneaky good goaltending tandem that can pair well with that young defense core? Uh,
1: I believe so, and especially uh, with the return of Anton Forsberg after that double, uh, yeah, double dual MCL injury, which was insane to say the least. uh, Playing here against Edmonton in February, he's fully recovered. Uh, He played on Saturday, made 35 stops in his first appearance. He looked he looked uh, really good in in, uh, between the pipes, and getting uh, Corpusalo, who's also believe it or not, they were uh, a tandem back in the AHL. At one point, and also briefly in Columbus. For, okay, yeah, for, uh, that would make a sense. Bit, yeah, maybe half a, for about half a season. So they're they're uh, from what I'm gathering, they're best friends, and uh, they they play off each other. So that's really good going in when you know you have a a pair of goalies who understand each other. They mm-hmm. know the job. So um, they're expected probably to split uh, split the season. But getting a guy like Corpus, Al, especially uh, after he went to L.A., uh, his numbers and you know after the trade deadline we were, were really good in yep. L.A. And uh, you know um, they had a tough time in the playoffs, obviously against well, Edmonton, sure. but they did pull off a couple of wins there. And uh, and Corpusallo, obviously, he's been there. He's been in the playoffs before. I remember while well, the play-in. Remember a, a few years ago and during the COVID, when he played the Leafs, when he made a, I believe it was a record number of saves in the playoffs. Yes. Like, I'm trying to re- recall the number. There was somewhere over 70, I believe. Yeah. But, um He was, you know, extremely strong there. And I'll, if he can play. Uh, to the way he played in LA, um, you know, if they split 40 or 45-35 or w- whatever they do, um, I think that's an extremely sneaky tandem because you're not losing anything. Mm-hmm. I think they're equal. I think so. You know, you have a one. You know, you have a backup who gets in 20 games, yep. where obviously your starter's superior, but in this this case, they don't lose anything.
2: Exactly.
1: You know, If they switch from Corpasalo back to Forsberg, they're not losing anything. So. With that, with the stronger defense, obviously, with uh, Jacob Tricker and there, hopefully, playing a full season this season, and the improvement from uh, Jake Sanderson, uh, you know, I think uh, the back end is going to be, you know, is formidable. So the goaltending uh, on the will also bring that goals against down. So that's one thing. If they they improve on that, that's that's obviously a boost for a playoff pitcher this season.
0: It was eighty-five saves against the Lightning.
1: You know, In that there you five go. overtime
0: marathon game, that's what it that's was. Right. That's yes. right. I was but, thinking uh, they, but they did beat Toronto with Corpus. They did. Way. They did <laughs> as well. Uh, Josh Norris, how, like, how's he doing? I know he's been skating with the non-contact injury. I know, and I know he's such a big piece to this offense.
1: Yep, um, they need him. They need Josh Norris. Uh, their power play. Even for the defense, face-offs, everything. Yeah, um, he scored 35 goals, obviously, in his last full season, and that was his second season in, in the NHL. So they, they need that. They need that uh, back um, with him, Tarasenko, and the addition of Dominic Kubelik, mm-hmm. uh That really makes up for a lot of offense, um, more than what they lost, obviously, in, in Alex cat. But for Norris, obviously, the concern is his shoulder. He did take a few bumps uh, at practice. Uh, He he said on on um, on Thursday when I when I was there, he said we we had an opportunity to speak with him. The yellow jersey was non-contact jersey was more for precautionary reasons. But he said he did tweak something very very minor uh, the previous week, Mm -hmm. I believe, in in a skate uh, at the Canadian Tire Center. They've been practicing or skating there for a couple of weeks, and he did tweak something, so he just, he didn't want to, obviously, he want they wanted to protect it, they didn't want to, obviously, get in any contact. Um, he did say that he will play uh, some preseason games. DJ Smith said he'll miss the, definitely the first two, and obviously, they play again tomorrow, they play again here on Friday, I believe, against, the, they're in Montreal tomorrow, and they're here Friday night against Winnipeg, yeah. maybe Friday night, maybe we might see Josh Norris. If not, they'll definitely, hope to see him next week but he really needs to get out on the ice hopefully before the season starts and uh yeah obviously he's an important piece especially uh with him and Stutzla up the middle and then obviously you have a, the unknown right now in the third line with Shane Pinto restriction free agents yeah. still at home in in Long Island so there's also that
0: what what about can you tell me on the on the Pinto uh on the on the Pinto deal? I know that the cap is uh, is a big big issue right now in Ottawa and there's not a lot of money to go around for the young guys.
1: No, there's actually very little money uh at all um, right now. Yeah. So the situation with Shane Pinto is an obvious one. Um Pierre Doran's in a bit of a bind at the moment and uh the agent uh, Louis Gross, who's also the agent for Alex DeBrincat mm-hmm. and William Nylander actually. Um Apparently, up the ante, uh, according to Elliot Friedman and Bruce Kerryhawk in, in the last uh, few days. So, he's looking probably for a higher, upper $2 million. And the senders obviously want to go in, in the low twos, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then it's probably going to be like a bridge deal or even a one year deal. But right now, um, to, even to get to middle ground, the senders do have to move a piece or two out of, out of off the roster immediately to get Shane Pinto in. So, that that's where the awkwardness is. Uh, Matthew Joseph is making over $3 million. Uh Teams are believed to be looking for Matthew Joseph and a sweetener,
2: mm-hmm. which I,
1: the senders I don't think, want to go that high. Um, you're looking at, they have 8D eight, eight D, uh, running right now, so um, Eric Branstrom could be the odd man out. He's at $2 million, and uh, that's really what you're looking at right yeah. now. So there, there's not much wiggle room. And uh, it, they're in a tough spot to get Shane Pinto in, but uh, Pierre Dorian's working hard, and uh, he might have to be get inventive in this. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. But um, they definitely need Shane Pinto in here in the next few days, because as you're aware, um, anytime you miss training camp, or the, the longer it goes, it takes uh, a good few weeks, or even a month, to you know, to get get your uh, your feet wet, I guess, and, uh, get back into, into playing shape. So it takes a little while. So they're hoping uh, and to get Shane in yeah. as soon as possible. So that's, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough right now, but, how, uh, yeah.
0: How much flack should, uh, D, uh, Pierre Dorian get for, for not budgeting for Shane Pinto?
1: Well, right now, even uh, the new incoming owner said uh, they're, they're in a Pinto pickle. <laughs> and that's, what he actually, that's what he actually said on, on, a, on another radio station yep. yesterday in an interview, and it's true. And uh, they did see this coming. Uh, they they brought in Terrence Clark five before Pinto was signed. Mm-hmm. They uh, gave uh, they brought in Shane, uh, Travis Hamonic, yep. who they told them to sit tight, and Evian. he did sign a friendly deal at one point one million, I believe, for two seasons, but. Could Hamannick have waited? Uh, mm-hmm. Could Senators go after Thomas Tatar or somebody instead, or Pia, of, or somebody instead yeah. of a Tarasenko into a two million range where you could have easily split Pinto in? And then you also have Josh Bailey in camp,
0: yeah.
1: who is, uh, was with um, D.G. Smith and Bob Jones assistant coaches in when you're in Windsor. Obviously, he was um, played with the Islanders when Jack Capoano was obviously there as as head coach. And Jack Capoano was the associate coach of the Ottawa Senators. So there's a lot of familiarity there. And uh, I would think that Bailey does make this team or at least hangs around waits to see how the cap, you know, susses out uh, right now. So it's tough. So, yeah, Pierre Dorian is is a little bit at fault, I would say, definitely. Yeah. Because he did see what's coming. But again, did he expect the Pinto I guess discussion to be the negotiation to be what it is? I'm not sure about that. So I that's mean, something yeah. Don't
0: know. I just young players nowadays, they just they're agents, they have they just seemingly have more power and GMs sometimes uh can uh maybe assume something that they shouldn't and uh this stuff like this can happen. So we we're seeing it in Anaheim with with and, and and what's going on there. So uh, these RFAs, they want their money too. Uh, oh, you, yep. mentioned the, you mentioned the new ownership there. Uh, Michael Andauer uh, <laughs> taking over last week. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he was the former minority Habs owner, creator of ATS Healthcare, for if our listeners aren't aware. Uh, so he's made his dough, uh, made the media rounds there on Monday. Uh, we'll get to the arena story here in a little bit. But like, uh, does this feel like it's almost like a second chance in Ottawa now that uh, the, the Melnick uh, regime is gone? It just feels like an added... added New breath to to Ottawa.
1: Um, most definitely. I don't know if you had a chance to see the the opening presser on Friday, and we got a we had a chance to speak to uh, to Mike as he told us to call him. Um, Mike, just just yeah, just privately and just for a few minutes, and uh, it 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 was so it was a, all positive. It was a breath of fresh air. You can see just chatter among Sense fans that that things are going to be a little bit different. And uh the, what some of the things that stuck out too is one thing that um he did speak about uh that he's been speaking about the last few days as well, that he's a player. What what he's saying by that is whether you you're a cleaner or you work concessions mm-hmm. or you're a security guard, he singled out build a security guard. <laughs> um it, it, you know, you work in the merchandise store. You're whatever you do, he said, We're all players in this. So so we're a team. So if one mm-hmm. of us fails, it's performance-based, and we're here to please the fans. The fans are the ones that pay the freight. So I like the way he was phrasing everything, and also he phrased uh, – sorry, he was really into the development, development of young players. Obviously, he started off uh, – he owned the AHL team Yep, in Hamilton. That's where he got to start. So, so he's all about the development, and he also owns the Junior Bulldogs mm-hmm. as well in the OHL. So he, he said, obviously, he's thinking about develop, development and also in his, in his um, opening, uh, his opening uh, speech, he also spoke about Belleville and how it was important to grow, grow in Belleville. So that, he, he has a vision, which is, which is great, and he, he has a lot of positive vibes. And he is a, a bit hands-on in a way, but he, what he allows, he says he's in contact with, with Pierre Dorian probably almost every day, if not every day. Uh, just, you know, obviously being apprised of everything that's going on. But he also says he wants to support DJ Smith, support Pierre Dorian, and, and, you know, and, and give them the tools they need to do their jobs. So, But he says that it is, in the end, it is all performance-based.
0: No, that's that's good. To, uh, good to hear uh, an active owner that wants to to see things happen for the better for that team and that franchise. Uh, that that's good to hear. And now now the yeah. arena. They obviously yep. talk about the LeBreton Flats, uh, just on the the just on the river there, across from Gatineau, just outside of downtown. But the mayor said that's not the only option. We've got other spots downtown that we want to talk yep. about. And you know we we don't need to talk about how big of an arena issue is here. But uh, how are they closer and closer now that they've got the owners there in Ottawa that the the Feels like we could have something before the end of the year.
1: Um, I will say no, okay, uh, to to that. Um, there are other options on the table um, right now. They're also looking at the mayor. Also suggested uh, he's suggesting other sites. Um, the site at Le Breton that was offered originally was a little bit too small. Okay, and also it it can be built there, but it is small, and also you have to build the infrastructure. You need to build mm-hmm. your restaurants, your malls, or, or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? All, everything that surrounds it surrounds the building. And okay. there's, obviously there's nothing there at La Breton Flats. It's, it's empty. Uh, so there's nothing there. So everything would have to be built. Uh, the mayor was actually, uh, Mark Sutcliffe was selling, trying to you know offer up downtown core. Now, as we, you know, and I'm sure it's the same same in Calgary, the federal government buildings are empty. Yeah, feel... uh, government employees. yeah right. <laughs> Government employees are going, you know, are going in two to three days a week, and there's, you know, high-rise buildings in the in downtown core that are empty.
0: You want to bring people downtown uh, for a reason.
1: Yeah. So they're also looking at literally lowering the boom on a building or two, and you could build the rink right in the middle of downtown huh. on the core where there's restaurants.
0: Exactly. You know, the
1: infrastructure is already Trade there. Trade is there. So that's... So there's there's a few you know irons in the fire, but there's nothing really concrete. And uh, what what Al Hour did say, this is not a um, you know going to be a year or two. This is going to be a five, six, seven year thing. So and he says also the you know how the wheels turn. He says this is (laughs) going to be you know long and drawn out. So I wouldn't expect anything even a shovel in the ground or, well, location, probably for another four or five years, I would think.
2: Wow, right okay. Now. So he'll,
1: he'll probably he'll probably be looking at improvements uh, to the uh, Canadian Tire sen- Centre itself. It does need improving. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, it was built in the uh, early 90s, mm-hmm. and you're looking at that. But also, one good thing he did mention, he, uh, one of the uh, main home builders in Ottawa, Claridge Homes, is now is actually one of the investors. And also, uh, Rocco Tulio, who owns the Oshawa General's, is a major investor uh, with, with the club, and I know he's involved with, in construction in Windsor. And I, on a, on the side, uh, he did mention six uh, CHL clubs actually invested in the Ottawa Senators, which is wow. which is a great thing. Yeah, we we do know for sure for certain that obviously Oshawa Generals, Windsor Spitfires, Guelph Storm, Saginaw Spirit, and there's two other clubs which right now we don't know; they're unknown at the moment. But uh, Ann Lauer did say that there were six uh, clubs invested in, in the hockey club, huh. which, which was really great. And, again, he's uh, with the Bulldogs. And, obviously, obviously, from what we gathered, he's a personal, likable guy. And he's actually got other junior owners on board to to invest in the team, which is, which is great. And uh, I've also spoken to Jurian Donovan, who actually plays for the Bulldogs. And he was drafted by the Ottawa Senators. And Riley Stillman, who plays on the Buffalo Sabres uh, about Ann Lauer and they had great things to say and how the setup is. And especially in junior hockey, he, uh, he said that the, uh, that Ann Lauer runs it like a professional outfit, everything you need from, you know, the equipment, trainers, everything, fitness, and he's very family, uh, involved as well. So, which, which is a great thing to see.
0: No, that is that is for sure good news. Uh it was a team that you you want to see succeed and you want to see the fans get out there and and to have uh, some re uh, re-igni- uh reignition there in 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 Ottawa is great. So uh thank you so much Murray for uh for joining me. Where can we find your work?
1: Uh fullpresshockey.com.
0: There you go. There Murray will uh will do this through, uh, throughout the year. I'm sure uh all the best, buddy, and uh we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you. You too.